Welcome to the podcast of Trailblazers Incorporated, where we share the stories of trailblazing tradeswomen in hopes to inspire others to join the trades. Hey, hey, Audrey, are you there? Oh, oh, hi, Jill. Hi, Audrey, how are you doing? Good, I'm just sitting here reading our uh, BC Building Trades Trade Talk magazine. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> thanks for joining the podcast tonight. Uh, I know you've been working out busy all day and I'm cutting into your leisure time, especially from the looks of things. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'd like to introduce everybody to you. Your name is Audrey Curran and you're from UA Local 170 in Vancouver, BC, and you are a plumber. So please Give us, yay, give us uh, a, a short intro uh, into who you are. Yeah, hi. First, you know, thanks, Jill, for inviting me to do this. I'm really flattered. You've had some, like, really inspiring women on, so I'm happy to even be a part of it. It's great. Um, like you said, my name's Audrey Curran, a plumber at a local 170. <clears throat> a couple years ago, went into plumbing instructor position with local 170. Before trades, I was um, sort of on the office side of things. I worked for eBay and PayPal uh, in customer service and then also in their fraud division. Uh, and then their office shut down and here I am now in trades as a plumber. <laughs> nice, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about that fraud stuff, but we'll stick to the trades for now. <laughs> Maybe after okay. the call stops recording, we'll, we'll, we'll have sure. a little bit of, of something. And uh, we'll we'll do a little bit of chat about fraud. Interesting, very interesting. Anyways, as you know, I have a long list of questions for you. So I will start with the questions. Uh, how did you get started in the trades? What made you decide to do trades? Yeah, so I think probably similar to you, I was uh, inspired by my dad. So like I said, I was working for eBay uh, till about 2009 when they closed their doors for their office up here in Vancouver. And... I really wasn't sure what I could do. I had gone to college, I have a business management degree. And so I was looking around for something maybe in that area. And my dad, who is a welder with Local 170, retired now, pipe fitter welder, I have to say that. <laughs> um, he said, well, why don't you try a trade? So that summer of 2009, I went into an exploratory course for women and tried the four trades that they offered at our union school. And I, I really kind of took to welding, I admit, um, but my dad, as a welder, he actually encouraged me to try something else. So he said, what about plumbing? And so I pursued that. And then I, I you know, continued in that. I really never stopped working. And, you know, 10 years, 11 years, almost later, here I am. Yes, that's really exciting. Well, how long have you been an instructor now? I was, uh, I guess, just over two years now. I started there just after I met you, actually, down in, in Ann Arbor uh, for the training for women who are interested in becoming instructors. So it was right after that course. So that's just over two years now that I've been an instructor. Feels like longer than that, that we were in <laughs> ITP week in Ann, Ann Arbor, Michigan. That was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. A room yeah. full of, of women that were going to become instructors. That was so much fun. Um, so... <laughs> Um, how far have you explored your trades? So you've gone from apprenticeship all the way to becoming an instructor, but there's more than that. Um, well, 
as far as exploration, you know, I, I think it's probably for me more what I got to do as in travel wise. So, you know, yes, I started my apprenticeship um, out in Fort St. John as a plumbing, plumbing apprentice. I did my my apprenticeship years down here in the Lower Mainland, uh, Fort St. John for a year. Then I was in Vancouver for a lot of it. Uh, and then I had an opportunity to go out to Whitehorse and up into Inuvik in the Northwest Territories and um, then back down here. So, yeah, after sort of exploring the trade, I've done mostly commercial plumbing work all that time with a little bit of, you know, some work with some steam fitters peppered in there or, you know, a little bit of service here and there where it was needed. But uh, new commercial plumbing was the majority of it. And then, you know, after that, had that opportunity to get into instruction, uh, to be an instructor. So that side of it, I had never expected that to be sort of my path. But, you know, now I'm sort of exploring that side of it being more again back in the office, right? A sort of indoors, nice warm place all the time, which is great, but out of the field now. Yeah. Well, you must enjoy being an instructor because you're still doing it, right? Um, it was a rough start. It wasn't exactly what I expected. Uh, it was, it's really demanding. It's, it's, um, it was long hours, you know, getting myself, my head wrapped around everything I had to teach. And, you know, with the experience I have, of course, it's, it's helpful, but it wasn't everything. There's a lot of material again to learn. And, uh, so it was, it was hard to start, but yes, as I've, you know, continued in it, just, just like anything, you know, uh, it's become familiar and then enjoyable to a point where, yeah, I can't imagine um, doing anything else at the moment. So you had told me that you ran for treasurer. How did that go? Yeah, that's right. I, in our most recent election, it just actually completed on yesterday. We had the the results. I was nominated for treasurer for 170. Wonderful. So I, I know, it was exciting. Um, and I won, although I was the only name. <laughs> so that's by okay. You're still, you're still there. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's exciting. The, that role starts uh, this in the new year. So I've contacted the previous treasurer. He's been in the role for over 40 years. 40? So he, four, four zero? Four zero. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> So he's going to show me the ropes. I can't imagine anyone better to show me the ropes than someone who's been doing it for four decades. But um, yeah, so I start that role for 170 in our new year. I'm excited. That is so, so, so cool. How long is your term? Is it a three year? That's right. Yeah, three years. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, and congratulations to you too, Jill. I know you just got on the e-board out there, right? I know. I know. It's it's so exciting. I can't wait to get started. I'm so excited. Yeah. But I was just going to say, if he's been in that role for 40 years, I'm going to bet that you're the first female treasurer. <laughs> I imagine that's probably true. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah, you're a trailblazer. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay. That's congratulations. Great. So the next question on the list is, uh, what is your favorite aspect of the trade that you chose? Uh... I have to say the people, I, the people I've met, you know, I loved being in the field and I loved creating things and making things and thinking about it being used for years and years to come. But uh, the crews that I've been on have been so much fun. Uh, the people I've met, you know, 
uh, everywhere I've gone, every every place I've had the opportunity to go to, you know, including like the Ann Arbor training, the Women Build Trades, you know, that conference to a couple of years of that meeting people all around North America and beyond is it's been by far the best part of the trade. Yeah, I've loved it. That is really exciting. That's really, really cool. Um, now tell me something. Uh, I believe it was you that started UA Local 170 Women's Committee. Was that you? Mm -hmm. Tell us about, a little bit about that. <laughs> well, I, I believe there were attempts made um, before me, but you know, not a lot of traction. I, I think now with a bit more social media and things like that, it's a little easier. But yeah, I was approached by our business manager and it just, you know, I was talking a little bit about it and he said, well, are you interested in chairing a women's committee? And I said, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, what is expected of me? And he said, well, make it what you want. And I thought, okay, I'd like to have something that there's some sort of support ne network that we're growing, a place for women to talk with each other, possibly meet, um, you know, was the plan was to do meetups, which has changed a little bit recently, you know, in this last eight or nine months, but um, to meet up and support each other and then encourage people or women mostly just to stay in the trades and have uh, an outlet and then be social and also something to let women know about, you know, our union meetings that are coming up, any events that we can be a part of. We've done some volunteering and things like that. So, you know, it's it's been, I think, there's value there. It's just slow to go to start. In our union, there's just about 70 women out of about 3,000 members, and there's about 30 on our Facebook page. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's a success. Yeah. That is a success, and you know, it's really important to for in inclusion, um, for the retention of women, right? Uh, we always feel so alone because there's not very many women on trades in the trades that are on the job sites on the within the work, you know, uh, group, if you want to call it that. Um, so it's really important to find each other and support each other and bring each other in because it also, that support thing is, it's really key to keep us, right? You know, a lot of us, like, there wasn't a lot of women in the trade when I started and there probably wasn't when, when you started. So, you know, you're very singled out, even though people aren't like staring at you or pointing at you necessarily, maybe sometimes they are, but you know, that to have that support is really, really cool to know you're not the only one is critical to stay in the trade, right? I think so too, yeah. So um, what kind of obstacles have you overcome along your journey? Obstacle-wise, you know, I've, I, I know I've been really, really lucky with the support I've had in the field. I think the obstacles are probably my own doing, like the self-doubt I've had. Um, more than anything, not, not being confident in what I can do and having to still, you know, show up and work hard and do my job and, and, and keep proving myself to myself as, as well as, you know, you, like you say, we're under a little bit of a microscope. We're sort of there representing women in trades. Um, so that's, that's hard. So it's, I think for me, the obstacle is probably more the self-doubt and, and having a confidence in myself. I've got my cat. Yeah. Introduce your cat. Yeah. You can introduce him. Sure. <laughs> Like I, I said before, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for mine to come along too because I've been ignoring him all day. Hello there. Hello, fur baby. Yeah, the confidence, do it and, and things. But like I said, I was well supported and um, 
uh, I, I can't sort of think of a, a major obstacle other than beat on myself a little bit. So, you know, and, and no, we do beat ourselves up. And I mean, I'm not saying guys don't beat themselves up, but I think that we we're just uh, naturally, I don't know, we just try to be the best of, that we can be, no matter what it is we're working on, whether it's at home or at work or whatever. But especially when, you know, people are doubting us, I think we're just really hard on ourselves to be the best that we can be. And if we don't get something, you know, that's, we just get mad at each, at ourselves, right? It's, it's, I, I hear ya. I'm hard on myself all the time, all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, now another question I have for you is, were there other women around in the trade when you first started um, that were there to support you or that you could lean on or reach out to? Um, there were certainly other women that came before me. We have women who've been in the union much longer than me. Um, did I encounter them very early on? Unfortunately, no. I, I, I was on a crew of, I think something like 65 people at one point and I was the only female. So there wasn't a lot of women working around me until a few years into it. I did meet a woman who'd been in trades about 12 years already. And I, I think I was a third year at the time. So just, you know, seeing her surviving it and doing well you know, that was inspiring. Um, and then a lot of it is the women I'm meeting who are coming into it that are younger than me, that I, you know, I, I'm impressed and inspired by them too, that they have the confidence at a much younger age. You know, I was 30, 31 when I went into it. So I was a little more mature and uh, not as intimidated, I suppose. I had a little bit more life behind me, but um, these younger women that are coming in and I've worked with a couple of young apprentices that, you know, they inspire me too. And so I, I look up to them and I, I hope I, I also help them and inspire them and encourage them. But yeah, any pretty much any women I see in the 170, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, and you were at Trades Women Build Nations last year too. Or last time, I should yes. say, not. Yeah, I guess it was a year ago. But yes, wasn't that inc incredible? 1,200 trades women. It was just so overwhelming, so empowering. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like we we totally like I've said before in the podcast, we all took over that hotel. That hotel could not keep up with all of us women. It was just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're here and we're, we're having fun and we're supporting each other. I know it was awesome. It I really love it was. there. Yes, yeah, it was great. I can't wait to get back to that where we can do that all in person again. Because I don't know how many we would have had this year. Probably two thousand. I don't know, maybe more know. this year. But yes. Anyways, anyways. Um. So next question: What does a day in the life of Audrey look like? Oh. So for me, you know, I'm a teacher, so I, uh, I have, I, I guess it's probably more comparable to an office type job. I, you know, seven to 6.30 to three, we work. Um, I'm in now, unfortunately, COVID, you know, I am in a classroom alone at our school, talking to a screen of, you know, the, the apprentices are in my course. At the moment, I'm teaching a common core class. So that's the level one. And I know throughout the UA, the way the courses run are very different. So we are Monday to Friday, 6.30 to three. So we go all day <clears throat> teaching through the levels. So it's really that I have um, my class from seven till two. I get them through the material that we're working on the day, try to you know, make it memorable in some way online. It's you know a lot of energy and trying to make jokes that are usually, you know, they're getting better. 
<laughs> I'm working on my bit. But you're pretty, uh, you have yeah. a great sense of humor. I'm sure your classes are so much fun. <laughs> that's what I hope. But um, yeah, so that's about it. And then the rest of the time I have in the shift is basically preparing for tomorrow, marking what I need to mark, or seeing if I can add something to what I'm teaching from that day for the next class to make it any better. Or, or you know, there's also little things that we do around the school. Um, you know, build something here, clean something up there, or, you know, so sometimes that comes up as well, which I really enjoy because it's that hands-on thing that, you know, I'm not quite doing as an instructor. So, you know, I'll take the time doing things like that here and there too. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. You don't, you don't do as much as an instructor, but you still get to be involved, right? I, I, I'm getting a little older, uh, I'm much older than you, but I, you know, spent more time on the tools than you, not bragging because it's taken its toll on me a little bit more than you. So I'm kind of happy to have those days where I'm not, you know, so much on the tools. Uh, I, although desk job, I'm not sure I, I am that fond of myself either. Right? When you're creative, right? You, you kind of want to get out there and do stuff. So instructing, you still get to do a bit, right? Once COVID is done doing its thing, hopefully yeah. I can get back and, and being more, more hands-on, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So next question, do you have any advice for others that may be looking to join the trades? For me, the, I think the, the best thing I did for myself was go through the union. Um, I, I found so much support there. You know, my dad's a union member. So people have known him who were excited that I was also, you know, second generation coming in, found support through that. Uh, so advice, you know, if you're worried about the environment or even just how to get into it, you know, come to the union. If you're in BC, we're the union there, plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, sprinkler fitters. Um, so, you know, come and talk to somebody in the union and get some more information. I, I don't know what it would be like if I hadn't had that avenue. Uh, so that would be my advice, but also reach out to people who are in it. Like it's hard to find women who are in the trades at the moment, but we're growing and we're out there. Thanks to, you know, people like you, we're becoming more visible and, you know, so reach out to them as well and talk to some people and, and find out if it really is for you, right? There, there's most of us will be very honest about what it's like and, uh, and do that and, and see if then that's the right path, but just look into it. You know, don't be scared about it. It's a great job and women should be in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's still only 4% uh, of the trades people across the country are women. So, I mean, sharing our stories, and that's why I'm doing this, um, is to share our stories, to show people. And that's why it's a video podcast, so we can actually see you. It's one thing to hear about a story or, you know, you know, uh, read a, even an article in a magazine with a photo. Here you are telling your story that you've done it and look at how gorgeous you look. You got the beautiful hair. Like people think that trades people are all like rough and dirty and, you know, well, we might have a couple of scars, but you know, it's all good. That, that creates character, right? It's all good. It's all good. Anyways, final question for you. Um, so the final remarks are yours. Anything else you would like to share that maybe I haven't shared yet? Um, anything you want to throw out there? Just last words of wisdom. Wisdom by Audrey. You can bring oh, up your glass. Let me say <laughs> some wine here. Um, I think, I think um, for women especially, you know, let's support each other. Let's lift each other up. Um, 
recognizing who's in front of us and then people coming behind us and do what you can to make it better for those ones that you know might be worried about the type of job site they're going to be on let's encourage respectful workplaces and things like that and all just be supportive of each other and happy when you see another female come on site and and there there is a bond there that i know sometimes it's difficult you don't want to necessarily stand out as you know female power but there i feel i always felt uh, really happy to see women there and there's a bond there i think because of being one of the only people there on site sometimes so let's support each other and and really uh encourage each other that's that's my advice but <laughs> no that's fabulous and and that's the whole reason why you're creating the committee too right is to be there for each other you know support each other and it's it's really critical it's really critical getting over the bravery if you're scared of joining the trade and then being supported when you're there it'll that's what's going to retain all the women that are, have joined that are thinking about leaving right mm -hmm. and i mean you know and, and a lot of women leave when they start having kids too and and i i mean i stayed in because man you know how could i afford life if i didn't <laughs> and yeah. we have such great benefits right such great now, benefits for when you do have a, a kid and stuff right yeah know, or cats right? when you, you have to pay vet bills i i you know i, I want to say maybe two years ago <laughs> i had three three cats and a dog and a kid i was like shelling it out it was like everybody <laughs> <laughs> wow i need pet medical care <laughs> anyways okay so don't go anywhere i'm gonna uh, finish up the call but i send a shirt and swag to everybody that does a podcast with me and i want to chat with you a little bit after the podcast because i haven't talked to you in a very long time and we need to yeah. catch up anyways, sure. it was great thank you so much for joining us and your story is uh, amazing thank you so much for sharing it and we will see you again soon. Thank you, Audrey Karen from Vancouver, BC. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks. thanks Good night. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out at trailblazersinc.ca.